In an effort to not read a book, Neil went camping. He can't get away that quickly. We're going to still do the hot zone, but we are going to push it off until next week. So meantime, you get this episode, which is like, I think from May still, where we talk about talking about the book, which isn't happening today. Guy. Wasting found away it. over there? Found it. <sighs> well, found what? Brand account name. Plans are optional. New channel. Oh, you're still trying to work on that? I'm not trying to, but I'm just pleased to have found the channel. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased to have found the add new channel button. It's created. So now we gotta have that. We officially have a YouTube channel. We, gotta get we have a YouTube channel for our audio podcast. It just happened right here. <laughs> We're doing it live. live. That's that's the plan. So welcome back. As you hear, Marty and Neil have this wild idea of either streaming or taking video of us recording. I'm I, I still don't quite know what they they're wanting to achieve. Well, um, exactly. It's it's a gonna make our our vocabulary easier because we keep saying viewers when we really have meant listeners in the past but now we can say viewers and listeners and our audience you know what? i never thought of that plan you know that's that's a good idea and who's who's going to be there to dispute that we have viewers because no one's going to watch oh we'll be able to track views too good we can do oh, that great fantastic i mean because you've you've only been the one to been able to track how many listens we actually have so i mean what are we up to andrew uh, what did i tell you six months ago we're probably there I think we're we're more than that. But that's probably where we're at, though. Uh, it has not grown, and that's fine. I'm not worried about that. But I'm just saying, this is this is going to be a shit show. So, so if you guys actually, happen to be around for this, you know, it's gonna join be, join us. It's going to be great. Because I, like I said, I don't even know if this is supposed to be live or not. <laughs> well, we're not live right now. We're not live right now. This will be live later, but as far as it goes, there, I, I know I don't have the setup to stream it live. I do. I might have it. I, I, I mean, I have the I account to do it. Marty video. might be able to get the taxpayers to do it for him. I pay for the Zoom out of my own pocket. Thank you very much. Well, I, I'm That's just using my No, what did just take? Just use a work <laughs> computer. Um, and I just set up a new channel and I tried to go live immediately. But it says that it takes 24 hours for them to allow me to do such a thing. So, so they have to vet you for. See, this gonna... is even this is this is perfect because otherwise we were going to try to do this like tonight, and now we can't do it tonight because now it's 24 hours. So I mean, we're this is great. I'm glad we just started recording. Yeah, something like that. I mean, the conversation kind of went like, "All right, let's do it tonight." Then Marty was like, "Wait, no, hold on, let's just go here." Well, do you want to play League or not? You think, like, what stops me from playing League? Aside from sleep or being out of town. <laughs> it's like um, being at the bar. Being, when, when, when was the last time that has happened, though? Or being at Trivia Night? Or That was like a year ago, okay? I've moved on. You just relocated from your job, like, not a couple months ago. So, I mean, you were doing trivia then. That was like 
five months ago, maybe. I don't I don't remember. That was like in January. Simmer down, Marty. Anyways, gotta get this going. Neil's probably thirsty. As mm-hmm. as we learned last week, Neil's gonna go through some cocktails with us. Ooh. But I think Marty, you were here. Don't say ooh like you weren't there. <laughs> well, I'm just excited for a cocktail. Excited on okay. behalf of our, of our <laughs> do, Did we, Neil? Did you decide how you're going to do it? Is there a yeah, yeah? So last format? week, last week we did a cocktail which I just picked random from the website that gives me a list of cocktails that I can make based on the ingredients I have. Um, so two things. Since then, I've increased my ingredient my ingredients. So <laughs> I've been investing in this in this enterprise. Um, I now have uh, about twenty six ingredients from last week, where I think I probably had about eighteen. Um, mostly, I've added mixers. I even bought some bitters, um, just to give more of a variety to what the the the, the system can recommend. Um, it's called, what is it called? Make me a cocktail. It's called, uh, made by hashtag not sponsored yet. Not sponsored. Uh-huh. Don't know who they are. I think some dude made it. Um, but it's pretty cool. So get, check it out if you're interested. Um, but yeah, um, so I did that. So I've got more of a variety, but going through last week, I realized that the one that I picked, it was not highly rated. I think it was about 2.9 or three out of five by all the people that have made it and tried it. But I started looking through after the podcast and I realized that there are some really, really badly rated cocktails. So I thought it would be fun to go in roughly reverse order um, and try out what are supposedly horrendous cocktails. Um, Just because A, I can't believe any cocktail can be that bad. Like even if it's terrible, it's still alcohol and it's still a cocktail, right? How bad can life be? Like... (laughs) And B, I don't believe cocktails can be that bad. So, um, this yeah. is a man who's been to college, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, a, they can't be that bad, and B, you're lift they, us up. They definitely can't be that bad. So, so I picked one. Um, are you ready for it? It's got a really good name. I love the name. All right. So, what's the rating on this? So, one? the rating of this guy is one point zero seven out of five. There's nothing below 1.07? There is. Um, there's act- but So, <laughs> caveat, caveat, first, I'm not trying to get away with not drinking bad cocktails. I was going to say that there had to be at least 30, 30 ratings. Because there's, oh, there's okay. somewhere it's like one down and, and you know, eight down and one up. And so, it's actually technically less than one out of five. But I figured it needed to have a few people behind that's, it. And that's, they, that's fair. Yeah. So, this is the first so, one I found with more than 30. It has... 28 um, positive reviews and four negative, which actually isn't bad when you say it that way, but it's still that only nets it one out of actually. Wait, how, how, wait so a majority of the people liked it and it still has a one point, yeah, you, like you know, 1. 1. 1 out of five. I'm, I'm look, oh, hold on, let me see here. Are you doing uh, this now? Wrong? Their website is actually confusing me. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Why? That's what it says. I'll send you a screenshot. It literally. That's how it's. it's it says it gets a one. Ah, okay. So the website has two two rating systems by the looks of it. It has a thumbs up and a thumbs down, and then it has a rated out of five system. 
So this has a 1.07 out of 5, but it does have what would look like a reasonable number of thumbs up to thumbs down. So I'm going to go with the ratings. We'll go with the ratings. It's a 1. All right, it's allegedly enough. a 1 out of 5. So the ingredients are... Actually, do you want do you want to guess the ingredients? But based on the name, you'll never do it. Yeah, so tell, tell us. Is the that name. what we did last time? Uh, something like that. Sure, why not? Sure. Hit us. Okay, so the name is Sex in the Post Office, which I guess is a reference to Sex on the Beach, the well-known cocktail. Um, <laughs> and Sex in the Post Office sounds a lot less glamorous, and maybe that's the point, and maybe that's why it's a one out of five. But <laughs> that's what it is. So it has. Uh, it has two alcoholic so has ingredients some... and two okay. non-alcoholic ingredients. So it has glue, you know, has to have glue in there. I was going to say it's, 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 it, you know, sex on the beach is leisurely, and you know, but yeah. post office, you're doing business, you know, you're delivering a package. So, um, well, Andrew's right. It has a splash of glue <laughs> just at the end, just a little splash. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. I would say whiskey is one of the, one of the alcohols. Okay. Very no. broad category. That's safe. That's like buying a vowel. It's whiskey very, is. Um, it's very warm. whiskey is a uh, is a <laughs> is a working is a working drink. Sure, all yeah. drinks work well enough if you give them time. <laughs> it is a working man's drink. But you no, said no, no, no. there's not, no whiskey. There's no whiskey. Oh man. Next, you know what? I don't know. I just think Lou. That's my only guess. Yeah, it's not easy to guess from the name. Like I said. Well, I, I'll uh, put you out of your misery because this could go on forever. Yeah, um, just vodka, Cointreau or tri- triple sec orange liqueur in equal measure, with a splash of orange juice uh, and um, lemonade, which I thought sounded quite good. Um, <laughs> so there you have it. Okay, so I'm about right. to take a taste. I have, I, I have not tasted it. I made it. In preparation, I'll, just, I'll taste it now. And by the way, guys, he didn't go easy on this. This is a full glass this time. It's a yeah. full so, pint. Yeah, yeah. This is a pint glass, <laughs> but it said fill a glass half full of ice and then pour the vodka and the Cointreau on or the triple sec and then a splash of orange and top it up with lemonade. So once you put that, literally this was half ice. So, you know, I'm guessing, but I don't know. I'll let you, let's see. Okay, now we're looking This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, um, that's you need a, to stir it up? That's a, No, you're supposed to stir it. I did stir it. Uh, that's surprising. I really thought that that was going to taste really alcoholic because it seemed like there was a lot of alcohol. But now that I took a sip, honestly, it tastes like orange juice. I don't think he stirred it. Which must no, I did. I did stir it. I did. Oh, there goes the finger I'm in the glass. Stirring it with a finger, but it did. I used a chopstick to stir it. That's how pro I am. That's that's good. You got to use what's available to you, which is the entire idea behind that website. Oh, until actually, you went out and bought more ingredients, maybe the alcohol did settle to the bottom. Um, <laughs> I can definitely taste a little more, but it's actually nice. It's it's pretty good. It's, it honestly, it's very similar to just a vodka orange. I guess the triple sex just kind of orange anyway. It's just alcoholic. And the lemonade was minimal, so it's very much like a screwdriver um, with a slightly sweeter flavor, maybe, because of the lemonade. Definitely better than a one out of five. Um, so there you go. That's this week's cocktail. Uh, All right. 
Now, the, now the follow-up question, though, is, is it better than last week's? You think I can remember what that one tasted like last week? <laughs> I think You might have to bust out a log for this, Neil. Yeah, oh I think you're probably right. That's what I was thinking that could be fun to put on YouTube. Um, honestly, if I do remember correctly, I think last week's... I, I think it's not better. I, I don't think it is. Um, and last week's like was like a three out of five. Um, it, last week's was felt more like an alcoholic drink. This is so sweet. This you could drink a couple of these and be on the floor. I reckon, which is not good. I, I like my cocktails to have a bit to know I'm drinking alcohol, so that I don't over drink it. You know, don't drink too much. Um, so that's my that's my analysis. But I will drink it in the name of um, in the name of science. The name of science. The name of if you had the opportunity to uh, rename it, what would it be? Or, or maybe a we should wait the end of the break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a Phillips head. <laughs> it, it's got it four, tastes, it four tastes, yeah, that's a good one. It's a it's a spin on the screwdriver. So yeah, it's a we could call it a a, a wrench or something. That's what? not a screwdriver. <laughs> Some kind of tool. <laughs> that's true. It's not. Phillips, uh, yeah. A drill. I mean, a screwdriver is is orange juice and vodka, right? Yeah, that's all it is. And, and this so is I would call that a flathead because that makes a line. Two two points makes a line, right? Flathead. And then this one has four ingredients. I would call it a Phillips head. All right, I like I'd it. call I call it a Phillips head. That's what Phillips. I. Mean. I think for the sake of branding, we should call it a Planzar optional um, Phillips head cocktail. It's very catchy. Yeah, that just rolls right off the tongue, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It does. Nope. Whereas sex in the post office, um, I think that's a bit more memorable. <laughs> you would remember it unless you had too many of those. You would, wouldn't you? Speak, and on that note, if anyone out there is listening, which they're not, but if they are, if you've ever had <laughs> sex in a post office, we want to hear about it. Tell us what happened. We don't want to hear the gory details. I want. We want to know how... How it happened. Uh, hold on. You can't just ask for part of the story with something like that. Okay. Well, no, but you know what? I, we, we don't need all the lewd, very specific details, but we want the, the gossip. We want to know how did you... Because who knows? Maybe they're the people that coined this cocktail. Someone must have done it. Maybe someone who drank this once with someone in a post office. Well, maybe they were like locked in the, in the closet and they made this. Why would they have that in the closet with them? I don't know. Go, just, just bear with me. In, in their okay, despair, in their despair, or or amour, as the French say, um, much better than <laughs> I do. They, you know, this, and then that was why. That's how it got its name. Hey, now my question, Neil: If the post office, I mean, the post office is facing a deficit right now, they may, they may have to close. If they started serving those in different post offices while you were like waiting for uh, in line to buy stamps or get your um, pay for your postage on your on your parcels, mm-hmm. um, would it entice you to go to the post office more? I think that would be a, a hit. I think that would be a big hit. All right. We just solved the post office crisis. They have to start serving booze there. I mean, just because... It's a problem. Doesn't make it a crisis. You know what? That institution has been around since Benjamin Franklin. Okay, but that doesn't dispute what I just said. 
I, uh, it, it's an institution. It needs to be, it needs to survive without it. Who Are is going to deliver my Amazon Prime packages? Should survive. Well, I think the thing about the post office is <laughs> if it did go under, there would be a kind of a crisis, especially for some people, maybe not for us. Um, but I always have to wonder because this is America, right? And I've noticed living here in the, for the last whatever years that the news, you know, yeah, okay, it's a problem. But they really do like take it to the worst possible place that never happens and go on and on about it. Oh, the post office is going to shut down, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that would suck. But very rarely does it work out that way. And they usually figure out a way to keep these things going. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, the postmaster general said, said this was a problem. Again, no. he's probably American. <laughs> But he's part of the institution that should not fail, says Marty. But realistically, if something like that was going to fold, it's not going to just one day not be there. No, it would have to... It it, doesn't work like that. It's so big, it would have to disappear by the, not unanimous agreement, but, you know, there'd have to be a lot of people that were willing to see it happen and, and sort of behind the scenes, you know, the government would have to allow it right at the end of the day i mean um although i did do some there was some article i think i watched about it it was saying about how the post office you is, watched an article uh no uh, yeah, yeah i watched a youtube article does that does <laughs> okay. that work i guess so. see we need to make our vocabulary on this thing easier we're struggling yeah but it, it was an interesting video because it it talked about how the post office people think that the post office is a government subsidized and a government run institution and apparently it's really not um it's run as a, like a private enterprise and it doesn't get funding at least that's what this video said maybe it's wrong um but it went on in detail about how um essentially there was some law that got passed i think in 2002 or three four five around early 2000s and it spoke. It talked about um, why are you guys laughing at me? These guys are t- these two guys are just sitting there smirking at me for the, anyone listening. I I just got a call. It, it was a FaceTime call, and I just pointed it to you while you're talking. So sorry, I was just you know. oh okay. Now yeah. we need to know all the lewd details. Well, <laughs> I, I answered it. I'm like pointed it to you guys, and they just saw you going on about your story oh okay so we're oh sorry we have a live uh, audience right now no no we we hung up a live audience Uh, that's not till next week maybe okay continue Um, with your story anyway it just it just went on about how the post office um and it talked about some some um some law that was passed and i'm trying to remember what it was but it was at that literally as soon as that happened uh it had to do with the I think it was to do with the amount that the post office was allowed to charge for uh, certain ma- for mail, and since that date, the post office has been unable to turn a profit and has been losing money ridiculously for like the last fifteen years. But competing privatized services like FedEx continue to you know they have hiked their prices in accordance with you know demand and inflation and everything else, and so they're making money. But the post office is legally you know, restricted from raising its prices, but has to run as a privatized um, institution, uh, sorry, a private company, basically, and 
obviously certain things like stamps, for example, which years and years, decades ago, were actually, you know, quite a big money maker, like stamp collectors, kids and so on. No one gives a shit right, in, in modern day about buying stamps. So they haven't been able to survive, which I think is really weird. Um, so they seem to get the, the worst end of both aspects of it. They have to run as a regular private company, make profit, but they're bound by you know some government government restrictions that prevent them from doing so. So it seemed pretty bad to me. Yeah. But I think that was a John Oliver video because I think I watched the same thing. Maybe it was. Yeah, that does sound about right. Um, yeah. Do you know that guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. last week tonight. Um, <laughs> I watched so much YouTube. It could have been some quack. Um, but actually, I think you're right. It was John Oliver. And now um, you know how bad my recounting of the video is. Um, yeah, I think it was a law in 2009 um, yeah. where they. I mean, they were running a, a huge surplus and it was paying for a lot of things. And now, um, since that law passed, they can't raise it and everything. And it's just, um, they're, and Congress is like, well, we're not going to help you despite like this. And so there's a huge shortfall on it. Um, but the video didn't go into why. Why is Congress not prepared to help? Uh, they have, what's the What's the problem? Oh, shoot, that was a few weeks ago. Um, I don't remember exactly. I think it was in a cost-cutting move of part of President Bush's um, uh, trying to decrease the budget and then um, with the uh, tax cuts too, and that putting the cap on that was going to offset something. Um, I don't remember. I would have to go back and walk and check it out. Um, maybe I'll read an article instead of just watching a YouTube article. Kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, but, but it, it was right about that time. I was, a, lot, a lot of government programs were getting hit, um, kind of with the recession of trying to make parcels and things cheaper. Hmm. So you just, it, it was right about that time. Well, there you go. Yep. Sorry to get I us off seen on a tangent. This video about- article, so I have no idea about legitimacy of these facts. It was John Oliver, though. It was. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, what's it called again? Last um, week tonight. That's the one. Yeah. I that- I do enjoy that show immensely. Uh, oh, it's he's, funny. Yeah. He's he's. I feel he's replaced the void or coming. He was a former Daily Show correspondent for John Stewart. Right. And um, Stephen Colbert was too, and Colbert got his own show. Um, but he kind of fills that comedy news niche um, that I really enjoy. Um, Trevor Noah is okay. Um, I just I don't watch The Daily Show readily anymore, but I can make time to watch Last Week Tonight, you know, right. once a week. Like, yeah, they're good. They're, they're they're pretty funny. I mean, they're pretty rigorous. I think. Um, and he's probably the best one or the most famous one to come out of those and you think of the anchors that they had um, on the John Stewart Daily Show I mean Stephen Colbert was there Um, obviously he's gone on to um, take over uh, the late show from David Letterman Uh, and then um, John Oliver got his own show on HBO Um, Samantha B is it Samantha B has her own one right. and then uh, uh, there's another one on Netflix um, 
uh, he, he's Indian. Um, oh, I forget his name. Hassad. Yes, that one. Um, I don't like his show. It's a bit too. I guess it's 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 more millennial targeted. I think. Yeah, like he did a whole thing on Supreme and fast fast fashion. So, um, like that's you know, it, it, and it's also a little culturally based too. Um, he does a lot of things that focus on um, uh, a- Asian culture, specifically South Asian, um, India, Pakistan. Um, things. I mean, not that that's bad. Um, I've you know watching his show, we do hear a little bit uh, different perspective. So, um, yeah, it's it's just it's not as funny as John Oliver. He's no, like, it is funny. He's he's. John Stewart was the gold standard, and John Oliver is about as close as we've we've come since it. Andrew, do you watch any of those? No. Why not? No, I don't. Why not? I don't have cable anymore, and then um, I'm not usually looking that up on YouTube. I might catch bits here and there, but I don't sit down and make time and watch it. I read the Seattle Times, then I read local newspapers here. And then, you know, I'll go through my Google News feed, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that just shouldn't be on there. Like, you can go op- open up a Google News feed, and then half the articles are going to be an opinion article. Yeah. It's a waste of time, in my opinion. Not that opinions are bad, but I don't think that should be <laughs> garnering all the interest on the front page. What's the, what's the saying? Everybody, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink. That's that a, is a saying. Yes, it, is, it sounds like a saying. Yeah, you know, you know, it is an interesting thing though because I didn't watch YouTube. I, I've never been a watch YouTube on the computer kind of guy, but obviously that's where it all started, right? But now um, it's funny how YouTube has become basically, a, you know, just another. It's a different, a, a, a different form of media for watching on your TV. So it's like I'll sit down and it's like I can watch Netflix. I can watch my own videos, my own DVDs, TV, HBO, um, Amazon Prime. But YouTube's always there, right, as an app. And it's like it, it lives in that really interesting void between TV station and app. Like, and it's kind of a bit of, it's half and half. And because the, the reason I watch YouTube so often is because the video is so short, right? Um, I think that appeals to people, especially people like me with kids. It's like, oh, look, here's a video about something that I know I like because I'm subscribed and it's only six minutes, so I'll watch it. And then about seven hours later, I'll turn YouTube off, which is funny how it works that way because you just dive in for that five minute and you just get sucked sucked in, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. you're like, oh, no, because well, next, next, next. And you're like, oh, I'll just watch another six-minute one. And it is, and I will watch. You know, I could, I could watch good movies, um, but sometimes I just end up getting sucked into mediocre YouTube uh, content out of some weird. I, I don't know what it is. It's just it's just the way the brain is wired. I guess we just go for that like quick, quick fix, and then the next quick fix. Hence Rocket League. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Rocket League. Five minute games. Win it, lose it. Doesn't matter because you're on to the next one. You're out of the next Sunless Con video. Yeah. Do you ever feel like the quality in YouTube channels? I, I think 
there's been more production put into them. Oh, absolutely. But I'd, I'd say the quality on a lot of them have, has decreased once oh, people started. So? I think so. As far as like once YouTube became known as a money-making venture, which it is, absolutely, you know, the algorithm only works a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. So right. you got to have a stereotypical way of doing things. And then, you know, as far as video length goes, you know, I, you don't get as many creative shorts, or if there are, you, it's harder to find them. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a a barrier beyond the. I mean, there's a beyond the fifteen minute, fifteen to twenty minute mark. There's a huge barrier, and most producers and content creators don't make videos beyond that because they know that it's just difficult, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would say. I mean, I, I guess I really haven't been in the scene of, of watching it long enough to know to say that it's significantly worse. I mean, a lot of the channels that I personally subscribe to are like high production ones that you know they only maybe they only produce a video once every two weeks, sometimes once every month. So, and you know, you're talking like eight to fifteen people working on them. So they're much more like episodic, you know, high quality, high cost uh, productions. Um, and then there's more of that kind of like daily guy who's more of your streamer, really. So it's your Twitch streamer or your, your, your once or twice a day kind of content. But for those, I don't expect high quality. I just, they just happen to be talking yeah. about something that I happen to be interested in, right? So like I watch a chess one where a guy goes over chess games played by current, you know, current world chess masters. Um, and it's easy to produce. It's not high production quality, but it's interesting to me. So, and it's a quick seven minutes. So it's, it's kind of in and out. So it's um, like the shotgun approach. If you put out enough videos, at least one of them will resonate with the viewer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 I watched one yesterday, which was from that guy. You know that guy who got famous by doing the mail bomb stuff, the from the Port Pirates. Remember that guy? Oh, was it the? Uh, the uh, Veritas, I, I, yeah. I think his name is. I don't yeah. remember his name, but it was, it was a viral video that came out around 10 right. years ago or something like that, right? It was, no, I, I don't remember this. Uh, Tell me more. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was like four, maybe. Um, but it was it was a guy, um, I'm not subscribed to him, but he makes, um, he's made some really good videos and he's, he's a big YouTube star now, but he was the guy that made the, because um, the, he, he had set up video cameras and all the porch pirates that would come along when Amazon boxes were dropped outside their oh. doors and then they would take them right so he yeah, the glitter this, cannon. this guy's kind of like a homegrown uh science uh think of like a one-man a team basically mm-hmm. and it's like i'm gonna invent i'm gonna make a device and i'm gonna set it up for a porch pirate and uh what it was was a uh basically a contraption which when they opened the the box it it sprayed them with um like a powder paint and like completely caked them um or let off this horrendous odor and he and then but it had a built-in camera so they would take it take it back to wherever they were going to open it up at their house or their apartment or whatever and you would see their reaction and so this video went crazy viral right as you can imagine and everyone was like laughing and like haha great stuff right but the guys made some really interesting videos since then um I watched one yesterday and he made this video and it was a 20 minute video, but it was, um, he bought a bird feeder 
And after the first two days, the squirrels got into the bird feeder and took the bird food out. And uh, then he's like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to buy a different bird feeder on Amazon that's squirrel proof and he buys it. And the squirrels get in and he's like, what's going on? So he starts filming it. And the, the good, the cool thing about this, you talk about production, right? I mean, it literally took this guy like about six to eight weeks to make this content because he he's so dedicated and he's like pushing out, uh, getting up in the morning, recording it, setting up all these cameras, catching the squirrels in that moment to get that, you know, just that 10 second clip that you need for the video. And he buys three or four of these bird feeders and the squirrels. They, these squirrels are just smart as hell. And they always figure out a way to get into these bird feeders. So by the end of it, with no real recourse left, he's like, I'm going to make a bird, a squirrel proof bird feeder. But his take on it was, instead of just making one, what he did was, is he made an obstacle course to get to the bird food that comprised of six or seven stations that the squirrels had to navigate in order to get to the end. And he goes, and if they can get to the end, and they can make it, then they deserve their, you know, they deserve their their prize, basically. And the whole video, there were four squirrels in his yard that he recorded for multiple weeks. He gave them all names. I mean, it was just great viewing, um, family friendly. Kids loved it, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys are laughing at me again. I love it. Oh, I, I know, yeah. I know how this ends. <laughs> no, it doesn't end in any way. It's just the squirrels made it. Um, and and I mean, he even had like a contraption that flung squirrels, like at the last. The last station, if they stood on this thing, if they stood on this pad for too long, then it would, it was like a catapult and it pinged them off yeah, into that's a net. Yeah, which sounds horrible, but then he went into the, he goes into the physics of how squirrels like rotate their, lock their heads and rotate their bodies in the sky to land and like, you know, so They're that like people don't, people are going to give him shit for like, you know, flinging squirrels around. <laughs> it's like, you know what the internet's like, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but anyway, I don't know why I'm on that. But, you know, high quality content, um, but a different sort of content. You, it's, you don't get that content anywhere else, really. It's just one dude um, science in his way through some completely dumb thing, really, but in an interesting way. And that's what I like about YouTube. It's kind of the quirkiness of, of what you can find. It's fair. See, that, that does seem worthwhile. I might actually look that up one of these days, if I remember. I also just like the skills that people show um, as they demonstrate how to do or make things. Like um, somebody made a perfect right angle um, out of a um, a square beam. It was really awesome using a circle. So cut out the um, um, part that the elbow and then bent it around and then welded it together, and it was awesome like the math and geometry on that and precision cutting it was like i don't know why i'm watching this but i want to watch more of it and i could watch that all day it's like that uh day it's like the oddly satisfying trend that's going on i know there's probably a subreddit for it but then i was on i was probably on youtube and you know you get down to the deep dark depths of youtube i end up finding people mowing lawns mm-hmm. and these guys had you know a hundred thousand two hundred thousand you know five hundred thousand subscribers and all they do is they come set up cameras yeah with the, with their lawn care service while they're clearing people's yards what and do they talk about it or do they just do it because there, there, there's some people that 
talk a little bit like there's there's professional channels that focus on lawn care but then there's yeah just i don't know they'll they'll have some clickbaity title and it's just them with a weed whacker for 30 minutes yeah it's weird people will watch it one of my favorites (laughs) is one of my favorites is um i don't know the name of the guy but i've seen it because my buddy showed it to me and i watched a couple of them and all this guy does it goes to fast food restaurants like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, and he goes and he orders a bunch of it. Not a lot, not not like oh wow, I can't believe he's going to eat that. You know, he'll order like let's say a quarter pound a meal, uh, a chicken sandwich, and a sundae. Okay, and he'll lay it all out, and he'll go and he comes on and he just says this one thing. This is his one catchphrase. He just goes, check it, check it, check it, and then he eats the food <laughs> and he eats the food and that's the video. And he just sits there eating it. And then at the end, he goes, check it, check it, check it. And he leaves again. And it's like, you know, 60,000 views, 100,000 views of some dude eating fucking Taco Bell. Pointless, but mesmerizing. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. What? Yeah. And you, uh, I, I, I mean, how are we not going to get views doing our podcast live? I know it makes anyone that really tries to make content feel super demoralized and depressed because you're like, I'm thinking, you know, people are out there thinking, oh yeah, I'm thinking of these good ideas and I'm going to make this cool content and I've got, oh, I've got this real good skill or this really good information to to share with the world, and they go out and they get nothing, and then they get dudes just eating Taco Bell, just wiping check it, the check it, check yeah, it, check it, check it, check it. But he says it in the worst way. That's the best way. It's not. He literally has zero enthusiasm. It's like check it, check it, check it. <laughs> like it's like he read in a book. It's important to have some kind of, um, you know, identifying jingle or catchphrase when making a YouTube video. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Check it, check it, check it. And that's it. And that's his fucking thing. you feel like he has to get into character for this role? Yeah, no, he doesn't get into any <laughs> character. It's just, but it's awesome, dude. It's just, it's funny. I, I mean, maybe that's what we're doing wrong. We don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> no, but we have a common theme. of Me yelling at you. <laughs> that's only in Rocket League. Neil. <laughs> that's only written Rocket League. Oh, okay. That's true. This could have been if if we were like what fifteen years earlier. This could have been Carl Pilkington, um, with Ricky Gervais and um, Stephen. Uh, what was it? I forget his name. You guys see that? Nope. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky Gervais and Stephen, I forget his name, were doing a show. They were doing a podcast, and uh, they, they they were doing it with HBO. And they'd been they'd been commissioned by HBO to do like an eight episode podcast or some crap like that, and uh, they they had some content. You know, they they got a couple episodes prepared. You know, you know, Ricky Gervais. We're not talking fans of optional, right? They they planned, and they had jokes and they had, <laughs> they had stuff to talk about. And Neil, uh, Neil, don't give away our secret. Okay, sorry. don't give it away. <laughs> this show has been a hundred percent scripted. Yeah, so far. But we might be getting off off uh, off script now. But yeah, so they they started doing the podcast, and they had a guy who was the gaff. I don't know if he was the gaffer or the sound guy, um, but it's this guy called Carl Pilkington, and um, they met him in the podcast. And after meeting him for a day, they said, "I'm not done. We're off script. I told you guys we're going to go off script." Uh, 
studying me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we, we, we so, the gaffer. <laughs> so they meet this guy, and after having spent one day with him, I think they said, or one or two days, they they had they suddenly realized they had to scrap everything they had done and make the entire series about him. And so they, that thus was born, um, I think it's called The World According to Carl Pilkington. And so what they did, what they decided to do with it was they still did a podcast, but he was in it, okay? And the podcast premise was ask him questions and have him just talk about stuff and then get an animator to draw the things he's talking about in an animated way that then it became a HBO TV show. And so they would draw what he was discussing and they would just throw anything at him, any topic, any conversation about anything in the world and get this guy to talk about it. And thus was born one of the funniest things you'll see on, on HBO is absolutely priceless. Um, the guy eventually got his own show um, where he traveled the world um, what it was, Ricky Gervais and um, this other guy, I always forget his second name, they they set up, because Carl Pilkington is an English guy, right? And he's just a kind of a, a really simplistic uh, viewpoint on everything. And he, bring, he condenses all facts down to the most basic sort of analysis and like he would just dis- he would just he's just one of these guys not he's a super nice guy but they'll be like well what do you think about world war 2 and he'll just say something like oh, i ain't got no time for that and then they'll go what does that mean and he'll start going into what it is and then he and he'll go all the way around how's it get back to you go say see I, I, and and it's he'll just dismiss like hundreds of years of history all this crap anyway so he ended they did this thing where they sent him around the world because he's not He's just a dude who likes his his home comforts. So they'd send him around the world and put him in horrible situations where he had to do things he didn't like, didn't believe in, didn't understand, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, again, another tangent, but recommend it to anyone listening. Um, it's, it's, it's a hilarious um, show. I'll look at the name of the actual HBO one because I, th- I don't think I got it wrong, but uh, right. But. Andrew, I think Neil's right. We could have done this with Neil. Yeah, that could have been me. Ago. I could have been Carl Pilkington. Um, <laughs> Only after a uh, flathead. No, no, Phillips had Phillips head or two. How I are you doing on that? The key of his success here. How are you doing on that drink, by the way? Where are you at in that? Are you done with it? Do you me? need a second one? Yes. He's uh, buzzing so hard he can't hear us. <laughs> no, no, I'm about, I guess, considering the ice, I'm probably about just over halfway. It's actually really good. It's, it goes down really easily. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way you you drank that. It goes down really easily. You had the pinky out. And then you looked at I, us right when you were doing it. With the pinky? I'm looking at the Carl Pilkinson thing. I can't find it. Oh, yeah. So the, the show's called An Idiot Abroad. That was the show okay. that I made. Which you may. Well, I, I have heard good. of that before. Yeah, I Idiot Abroad. That. It's a good one. Definitely check it out. I think it's on Netflix. So, do we um, need to watch that now? Is that our next watch? I mean, we're in the middle look. of a book right now, but. Are we, so, is, you know is, what? I wouldn't watch Idiot Abroad first. I would watch the podcast first because it gives you a much more of a kind of an introduction to the guy. 
Um, but if you want to have a laugh, go for it. Okay. We can do that. Stephen Merchant was the guy, and it was a radio program, and he appeared then on, it was called The Ricky Gervais Show. So the show was supposed to be about Ricky Gervais, but mm-hmm. in the end, Ricky Gervais just made the whole thing about Carl Pilkington. All right. That works. That was back, that was a while, that was a long time ago. It was like, I guess early 2000s. Idiot Abroad and uh, the Ricky Gervais Show yeah. Yeah. on HBO. No guarantee that I'll watch that or listen to it. But if I stumble across it yeah. in a deep, dark so, dive in Oh, YouTube. it looks like it was a radio show, but then it got turned into a TV show on HBO in 2010. Neil, so, get your facts straight. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mislead people. And I don't really want to recommend anybody either, because they'll probably just be like, you know, this is shit or whatever. But um, Neil I loved it. it. Well, anyways, Marty, you brought up our book. Yeah, how, how are you guys doing on that? I finished Dude, it last I, week, I think. I am unable to purchase it due to confusion. What? What, what kind of confusion? So, Well, first I, I clicked the thing and I realized just before I was about to buy it, because I don't want to, I'm going to Audible it, but I don't want to pay $25 for it. So I have to, I want to subscribe to Audible because you get, then, it, then I can use a credit. It makes it $15. So, But then I'm going to look and see if I can find any deals on Audible before I go and do that because sometimes they do deals. Couldn't find any deals. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it. I click it. And I'm just about to hit subscribe again. Realize it's a German. It's, it's in German. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, hold on a second. And the, what it is, is the German cover, which is much better, is different to the, to the English speaking cover. And I hadn't seen that. So then I found the English speaking one. And I'm about to click buy again. And I'm like, hold on a minute. It's only three hours and like 10 minutes, but it said it was like 14 hours. So I'm like, oh shit, something's wrong. Like I'm buying like bonus content or something. And it it was the abridged version. And that's oh. what I asked you guys if I should, should I be buying? The, and then I finally did find the English speaking unabridged version. But by then I was so exhausted. I didn't get it. <laughs> so <You can't>, <laughs> the last two clicks are the hardest. Uh, yeah, no, we are reading the unabridged version. Uh, if you are more comfortable in a different language, go for it. But yeah. <laughs> so do I? Do we have to do the unabridged version? Because <laughs> I, I, it makes me question why. Why would you have an abridged version? Oh, so you just want to have the uh, debate? You know. Well, it makes me question the quality of it. Like, why would you have an abridged version? It's so much shorter. Than the unabridged version. It's not like the abridged version was like an eighty-hour fucking opus. It's fifteen hours. That's pretty normal for a book size in narration. So yeah. why did they feel the need to release one that only bothers people for three hours? It made me really be like, hmm. Listen here, Marty. You just get through the whole book and <laughs> understand why it needed to be abridged. Because I do agree with you. It, as a book, it, it could be abridged. Like, okay, so that's why. So you said you just answered my question, I think. There, Have you finished it yet, Marty? Um, no, I'm only on page well, three. Well, <laughs> I am at least further than Neil. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, no, actually, um, one of our listeners, the librarian, uh, I've been listening to the podcast while at work. So I have a setup that I can listen to it and everything. Um, but I have a speaker system that goes out into the library and librarians doing book weeding, um, going through the books and everything. And 
she goes, well, I want to read it too, because I listen to the podcast, so you should just play it when I'm at work. So, um, so you're broadcasting it in, in the library? Yeah. So you play this podcast at work <laughs> through speakers? No, I do not. Holy no, the shit. Book. The book. <laughs> no, the book. The book. Um, okay, never mind. Because she wants to hear us talk about the book, but she wants to, um, and she's read the book before, and but she wants to have a refresher and everything. She was going to read it again with us and follow along in the discussion and yell at me. Um, but now she's listening to the audiobook with me and everything. So See, this um, is a lesson to all of our other lazy listeners out there. This is a dedicated listener right here. She's already read the book. And but now going, she's forcing Marty to actually listen to it. Yeah, she's and wants to ref- and wants a refresher for when she listens to us again. Everyone yeah. out there, you need to step up your game. And actually, I, this coming week, uh, I don't have a lot of things going on outside of after Tuesday, and so I might finish this this coming week. Oh my god! Yep. Um, yeah. No, I finished it. I'll hold off my opinions until we discuss it. I think we might have a guest for that, but I did get word from another listener that they bought the book. It was Meredith. Ooh. So she she's on board as well. I think she read the cue as well, so I'm surprised she's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think our guest will read our tarot um, on the same episode that we talk about the book. Mm, That's going to be a shit show. I'm excited for that. It's like... Yeah. It's going to ruin our, ruin our days. <laughs> oh, I, I see some bad things for you coming. I mean, I don't even know what the, what the bad tarot card is, but it's like... Death is a bad one, death, usually. Queen yeah. of Knives, or I don't know, is that right. card? Or, I think death is bad, but it can be good. Depending where, It all depends. It's all about where they are. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting through the hot zone. I'm getting through the hot zone. I'm get, making better progress than Neil. Well, now I know what book to buy. I will. <laughs> I think I'll be faster. I think I'll get get through. Well, I'm and, gonna, Andrew, did it. you buy the book or did you do the audiobook? I end up. Well, I end up doing the audiobook this time because I uh, I realized I had an absurd amount of credits on Audible, and so it's kind of a funny thing. And this won't be funny until you guys read the book fully. I uh I had to jump jump over to the shop to get something fixed on my truck and we were we had to go through a system that the key had to be turned on to check. Well I was like, Oh, you know, never mind, hold on, let me go in there and turn on it on the car, right? So I go ahead and give it power and I had the audiobook playing. <laughs> and it was right in the middle of a pretty graphic description. <laughs> and I don't know if this guy quite Fully comprehended what he was listening to, but I, I turned it down real quick. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> well, but, uh, context is always lost when someone joins audio midway through. It's never good. No, no, just yeah. keep that in mind as you guys go about this this adventure of reading it. Oh, so. yeah, it is. It has been interesting. I've gotten a, a stare or two as they're um, describing one of the scenes, and again. My door into the library is open and the door to the hallway and teachers and other staff members are walking by or they come in to get caught. And so it's like, all right. <laughs> Remind me again, was it a uh, nonfiction or a fiction? Historical fiction. 
So there uh, are like some liberties, but um, it, it yeah, it's like a they'll change some names up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The event did happen. Um, the what? event leading up to um, and the history of the different uh, viruses happened. Um, but then there's some other like storytelling elements that are put in there that make it fiction. Hmm. Anyway, the term historical fiction. So, uh, I think that we'll be discussing that. What did I say? The 24th? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, we uh, wanted that, to be done that, by June 10th, right? Uh, I think we need to be done sometime before that. The episode should be coming out on the 24th, though. So right. we need to be done by probably the 8th. That's right. This probably won't be out before June 10th, so we'll be done with the book by then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys want to re-answer that? Hey, guys, you finished the book yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, You're yeah. Awesome. Love the enthusiasm. Notice, notice the confidence of future Marty. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, do we have anything else to go over this week? Uh, the Wire. It's Memorial Day and we're <laughs> doing a podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> the Wire. No, we'll save that for later. We'll Andrew's probably saving that. I wanted to mention that, Andrew, per your recommendation, I started playing The Witcher 3. Um, the Wild Hunt. And it is an amazing game. I really, really do like it. Uh, so thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I need to get back into it for sure. I think it'd be fun to roam around. I could just talk in your ear through voice chat in our different adventures. Yeah, that can you do that? Or is it just uh, you mean just through the not through the Witcher itself? There's no multiplayer mode. Is no, there? uh, no, there's no, no multiplayer. Okay, it'd just be a guilty retreat for you and I. Right. Leave Martin well, how, on the outside. How far into the game are you? Just <laughs> I go back you, and play God of War. I need to finish that, and I <laughs> need to go back and revisit Arkham City. And no, Marty. Doom. No, no. You need to join me and Andrew on our recently uh, a recent career move into farm simulation. Yeah, I true. am not going to be the one who you just have around who just spreads fertilizer on the farm. I'm not going to be giving Marty, the shit. That's the farm all boy. that we did. That's all we did. You've got to get your hands dirty if you want to make Marty, some money. you're going to be the best farmhand we have. So me and Neil decide <laughs> uh, every month PlayStation has free games come up. And I saw Farming Simulator 2019 come up. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm doing that. Talk Neil into getting it. We're going to get Marty in on there. The I other have it night, in my and, library. It's just not installed. Okay, well, you got to do it. The other night, me and Neil started playing this, and we ended up fertilizing fields until about 1 a.m. It's actually good. Yeah, I no, mean, it's, we, it's, we only scratched the surface, right? But I think yeah, it's You only got stuck a few times. Yeah, I drove. <laughs> what are those things called? Those barriers, those metal barriers? They're barriers, Neil. Yeah. I drove my car, my truck. Up. So we bought a two what did we buy we bought a fertilizer bin a fertilizer a spreader a tractor with a front loader and a pickup truck yeah so one was driving the tractor with the fertilizer on the back and the other was driving the pickup truck and i was in the truck for uh a bit and i'm driving up the road and i got it stuck on one of those um little side barrier things and it was just like a guardrail yeah 
And it, this is not a game of, of extreme octane people. This is not a game where, oh no, you know, we're, we're running away from things. He's just putzing up the road in a truck. And I completely got it stuck. And I had to, Andrew had to come and keep bashing me to get me off. But, but it was a cool game. It's very realistic. I was, it has all the... <laughs> All the parts, all the tracks. Like parts. it's a simulator or something. It's a simulator, yeah. But but it's a really like I thought it was a good. It was good. I guess because you know, I I've just been playing Stardew Valley, oh, growing fair. ancient fruit and fucking strawberries. So it's a little different. But you heard it here first, folks. Neil yeah. and Andrew are hanging up their rocket cars. They're hanging up their keys, and they're going to go full. We had been playing Rocket League. Farm Simulator. What, did we win ninety percent of our games? And no. then we said, we said, we won a lot. No, we were winning all our games. And then we were like, let's play some farming simulator. So we took our victorious, uh, I don't know, Valhalla. That's all I'm going to say, Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yeah. So me and me and Neil are getting into farming. We're going to get Marty into it. So our podcast is going to turn into a farming simulator podcast. Uh, the name of our farm is, I think, Farms are optional, or is it crops are optional? I think you did call it farms optional, yeah. Could be, yeah. So, I just get, can imagine this podcast turning into like on Letter Kenny of they're giving like advice, just sitting there chatting about that or calling in. Like, anywho, anyways. Well, we'll be close soon. So anyone out there who needs farming simulator uh, uh, you need any help tips and help, <laughs> so fields. If, if you need to know how to make that farming money, then we we'll give us a call. We'll tell you what to do. Yeah, we could do a helpline. That's the future. All right. Anything else? Just shake your head. Sorry. Fair enough. Uh, again, next week, Marty and Neil are going to try to get us live. So... I guess by the time you hear this, it's too late. So we'll just put things out on social media, which you all follow at Plans Are Optional on Facebook and Optional Plans on Twitter. Yep. And I'll be sure to post the recipe for this week's cocktail um, if you want to tr- try it. Marty's just going to sit there. He doesn't want to say bye. Toodaloo, kangaroos. Uh-huh. No joke. No joke, Marty? Uh, if you get hurt, Playing peekaboo, where do you go? You told me this from the other day, so I'm going to not answer in the interest of integrity. To that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really shorted it up. All right. What's to, the <laughs> to the ICU. All right, guys. <laughs> Farm you later. Farm you later.